Welcome. Big Breakdown. Coulter Nuanas. As always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. Man, what a whirlwind week. What a whirlwind weekend. I hope everybody enjoyed all our content. We really tried as absolutely best we could. And you know who else tried as best as they could? The Montana State Bobcats. What an ass-whipping. I have not seen one like that in the history of the rivalry. And it was quite a day in Bozeman because I think that all the scenarios that could have potentially played out, I think the most unlikely one did. And when the dust settled, you could see it was completely likely, just given the emotion that the Bobcats played with and the way that their seniors performed on their last home game. What an afternoon. What an awesome game to watch. What an experience to cover it. And now the season is not over. Both Montana teams got buys, and I get to have Thanksgiving with my family without having to cover a coaching search, a firing, nothing. I get to just sit there and hang out with my family. I hope all you guys get to sit there and hang out with your families too. It'll be awesome, and I hope that uh, you enjoy some other football that's not Cat Grizz, Grizz, Cat, whatever you want. Watch some other FCS games, some FBS games, some NFL, whatever it is. Jeff Jote addressed the media as he normally does on Mondays, breaking down that Cat Grizz win, looking forward to the playoffs, breaking down the playoff bracket, and previewing what this next week has in hold for his team. I mean, they have not had a second bye in his tenure, so it'll definitely be an experience for Montana State to navigate. The Big Sky Breakdown brought to you in part by Selway Armory with locations in both Missoula and Bozeman. Black Friday on Friday, the biggest sale of the year at Selway Armory. Go check it out. Friday and Saturday, Selway Armory has the best selection and the best prices of any firearms, ammunition, whether you need a rifle, shotgun, handgun, need some advice, they have experts there to help you. Take the Subway Armory Challenge. Shop at Subway Armory for a year. Guarantee you're going to save money compared to the big box stores. Bozeman Subway Armory is located at the corner of Jackrabbit and Baxter. So go check them out for all your Black Friday and all your firearm needs year-round. Big Sky Breakdown also brought to you in part by Town Pump. Town Pump, Montana's best since 1953. Just did about 500 miles on the highway going back and forth between Missoula and Bozeman. Made sure to stop at the Town Pump right there in Rocker on both ways. They got gas, they got food, they got snacks, they got caffeine, they got beer and wine, anything you need. Town Pump's got you covered, and no matter where you're at in the great state of Montana, there's a Town Pump near you. Without further ado, Jeff Choate addressing the media following his team's 48-14 victory over Montana and previewing the FCS playoff bracket. Okay. All right, well, thanks for being here today. Um, you know, 48 hours later, it's time to move on with life. You know, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, we got to focus on now. I think it's awesome that our kids get an opportunity to focus on their academics a little bit this week. Um, with Thanksgiving being later, everything kind of creeps up on you. You know, usually you got three weeks bef- between the Cat Grizz game and finals. This year, it's two weeks. And so, um, I think it's a real blessing for our guys to be able to dig in a little bit on their schoolwork as uh, we get down the stretch. Uh, finals week will be the week that we play. Uh, our next opponent and so for them to be able to have this time this week to focus on school is going to be big Um, like I told them there's three things that this week is all about number one is family our internal family and and hopefully those guys get an opportunity to get and spend some time with their family over Thanksgiving school 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 dig in on the academic piece and remember why you're here and then lastly focus on us between the white lines our fundamentals our DNA and uh, just sharpening the saw a little bit as we get ready for uh, uh, either Central Connecticut State or, uh, or, or the University of Albany. And so uh, that's kind of where we're at. And happy to take any questions. Having now having a bye, did you know right away how you wanted to spend the week or did you kind of have to figure that out? No, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things, 
that's part of my job. I got to think about the stuff that I don't want anybody else thinking about. You know, I want the coaches focusing on their individual roles and responsibilities. I want the players focusing on their individual roles and responsibilities. My job is to look ahead. And so I've had some conversations with a number of people. Um, Courtney Messingham, obviously, being on the North Dakota State staff for, for the last couple of years, he kind of shared what their bi-week schedule is because they're going to get one every year, it seems like. And so uh, they have a lot of experience with that. I talked to Jay Hill at Weber State about how he's handled it. And so we kind of put the pieces together in a way that I think works for us and gives our guys the appropriate amount of time off. We met this morning. They had, we had a team lift and did meetings, put the Montana game to bed. And uh, tomorrow we'll have kind of a normal Tuesday. Uh, the only difference being we're not doing opponent prep, so it's kind of good on good in our team periods and also letting our young guys get after a little bit. And then Wednesday we'll have a, a morning practice. We'll be done about 10.30, and then the kids will have off from then until Saturday afternoon. We'll come back, have some team meetings. By then we should actually know who our opponent is, and we can do a quick intro and then uh, get a practice, about a 15 to 17 period practice in. So that's kind of what our plan is right now. Is it hard to balance um, two potential opponents when you try to dig in on them? Well, what, we, what we've done is uh, Garrett's done a great job of getting some tape on each team, and we've kind of divided each staff. And so we've got a couple guys that are looking at Central Connecticut and a couple guys that are looking at Albany. They're preparing some preliminary um, game prep information for us, scouting report, kind of this team at a glance type of stuff. And then uh, we'll uh, sit on that and have that done by Wednesday. And... Uh, come back on Saturday as a staff. And by then, like I said, by Saturday afternoon, we should have a pretty good idea who our opponent is with the game being played on the East Coast. And then we'll roll that out and start digging in. With the performance you had on Saturday, how much of the film do you watch? Do the players watch any of that film? What do you kind of gain from some of that? Oh, I'm sure they've watched it a bunch. <laughs> um, yeah, you never have to worry about them watching themselves, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, I think there's always things that you can learn from, from a game like that. I think there were some things that stood out to me um, as not so positive, one of them was our ball security. I mean, we put the ball on the ground a number of times. Very fortunate in that first drive to recover two, and then even Logan got popped by Dante going out of bounds later in the game. And so that was one of the things that we definitely need to, to talk about and work on. We do uh, every Sunday, and it was Monday this week because we had our banquet yesterday. Um, every Sunday, we kind of do what we call the good, the bad, and the ugly, where for each phase, the coordinator gets caught, caught up and says, here's some stats that were good some things that we didn't do well, very well and some things that we really got to improve upon. And then we show the film to the team as a whole. And I think that's, a, that's helpful because uh, it's good from an accountability standpoint. You know, the offense has to own and be responsible for what they did to the defense, good and bad. And I think all three phases, uh, it, it helps the kids to learn, hey, this is, a, this is how we work together as a team to have success. And so we kind of went through that this morning. And they'll, uh, like I said, I'm sure watch their, you know, they get their grade sheets and they watch and take pride in, in uh, what they need to do. And, uh, that's where we look, where we, where we kind of leave, left it. You know, rivalry week obviously is very emotional. It's hard to reset that, like the day or two after. I, I, I slept really well last night for the first time in a while, and so that felt really good. I have a lot more energy and feel a lot better physically than I did uh, last week. And, you know, even Josh, who's always – Josh is always – you always know how Josh is feeling by how his hair looks and – and uh, his facial expressions. And so this morning I was like, Joshy, how we doing, bud? And he goes, I feel good. Got some sleep last night. You know, it's funny. I was asking our guys, what would you guys do after the game? You know, man, I went to bed. <laughs> so I think there was a lot of emotion spent on that. And uh, it's, uh, it's good to, to now be able to catch our breath a little bit, focus on those three things I talked about earlier, and then look forward to uh, our next challenge. What did you think of the, of the big sky getting four seeds? 
Uh, of those four seeds, I think 12 of the losses came from FBS teams. The other six losses came from Within the each, other, each other. So what did you think of the kind of unbalanced nature of the schedule? This seems to have played out um, in, in the right way for the Big Sky. What did you yeah. see? I, obviously, I, I think it's awesome for our league, and, and uh, we're very excited to be one of the teams that, that got, got one of those four seeds from the Big Sky. Um, it, it's an interesting – I don't know if this is a trend – where you're seeing more balance in FCS football. I think that um, me kind of being somewhat new to this, forever there's this upper echelon of teams, and for a long time it was a 16-team tournament. And so you kind of have this group of teams that is kind of punching their, their ticket every single year. And now it seems like there's more, there's, there's, there's more parity conference to conference. Certainly in the Big Sky Conference there is, but you look at the CAA, and it's the same way. You look at the OVC, you look at the Missouri Valley, there's still going to be some top-tier teams, but there's more balance. And I think that, you know, these bigger conferences, I think, have an impact on that too. So you've got, you know, 13 teams in some of these conferences like we have, and you're playing an unbalanced schedule, and so some of it is who you play, when you play them, that type of thing. And then some of it is also just, I think, better overall coaching. I was, you know, I was talking with Leon a while ago. I mean, you look at the Big Sky Conference. I mean, look at the coaching in this league. The head coaches in this league, I think there's five former Division I FBS Power Five coordinators that are coaching in this league right now. And I think that says a lot about the caliber of recruiting that you're getting. And I think I'm probably wrong. There's probably six, actually. Uh, the caliber of recruiting that you're getting, the caliber of coaching, the, the ability to mentor and coach young coaches who become superstars in their own right. And I think that's just uh, that's where we're at out here. You go in the West Coast, where are you going to go? Not everybody's, not every Pac-12 assistant is going to get a Mountain West job. So if you really want to be a head coach, you kind of got to look to the Big Sky Conference. And I think this has become a, you know, an impressive, an impressive and challenging place to, to coach. And since the end of last year, you were talking about getting a, a first round by. Just kind of how happy are you that you were able to accomplish that goal? Yeah, you know, you got to stretch yourself in, in terms of your goals and your aspirations, and you can't just put the low hanging fruit out there and grab it. And, you know, our guys in, in the offseason, we talked a lot about what we wanted to accomplish. And certainly, you know, that Big Sky Conference title is an important part of that. And, you know, we stubbed our toe in North Dakota and we stubbed our toe against Sac State. We got beat by two teams that deserved to win that day. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't control our own destiny in terms of winning every home game because we, we lost to Sacramento State. We didn't control our own destiny in terms of the Big Sky Conference because of a loss to North Dakota. So those things weren't available to us. But one thing that was really important to us that was still out there was that first round bye. And we were able to achieve that goal. And that's a lofty goal because you do have to be one of the top eight teams in somebody's eyes in the country to be able to achieve that. And so very proud of uh, our ability to do that. I think it's meaningful, impactful for the growth of our program. I think it's a logical next step for us in terms of learning how to play in this tournament and learning how to win in this tournament. And as I mentioned earlier, it gives our guys so much of an advantage in terms of being able to sink in relax a little bit, get a little bit more healthy physically, emotionally, recharge, and then focus on school. Black Friday is coming, and for the hunter or gun enthusiast on your list, the best Black Friday sale is once again at Selway Armory. Selway Armory's annual Black Friday sale is the stuff of legends, with tons of inventory at and even below cost. Put Selway Armory on your schedule and get there this Black Friday and Saturday for the sale of the year on firearms, ammunition, and accessories. Get to the store at the corner of Baxter and Jackrabbit in front of Big Sky Archery and Zero In. Selway Armory's Black Friday sale, the best there is. How do you think Tucker Hilfiger has just handled some of the ups and downs? Yeah, he's been awesome. I mean, I pulled Tucker and, and uh, Casey aside before we went to UC Davis, and I just said, and it was a little bit of emotional even for me, I said, you know, I just want to say thank you to you two guys 
for being who you are. I mean, you talk about team players. You know, Casey was our starter at the beginning of the year, won that competition in fall camp. Didn't play the way he wanted to play, didn't play the way we needed him to play. We made a change at quarterback. Well, sometimes Tucker's the guy, sometimes he's not the guy because we throw Troy in there and we throw, you know, Kevin Cassis in there and we throw Travis Johnson in there. And all he's done is win a bunch of games for us. That's all he's done. He's never complained about his role. He's never come in and said, Coach, we need to throw the ball more. What do I need to do to help this team win? He's, and I think he's improved every week over the last month of the season. His completion percentage has gotten higher. His decision-making has gotten better. His command of the offense has improved. Um, I think he's looked to as a leader now. And I just think that that's a hard thing to do. Everybody wants to be the man, right? Everybody wants to be the man. But it takes a special group of kids and a special group of individuals like, you know, like we talked about with Tucker and Casey. But this team is awesome like that. And everybody's good sharing the wealth as long as we get the W. And so uh, whether it was, you know, Isaiah stepping up and doing what he had to do or Tucker doing what he had to do two weeks ago against Davis in terms of, you know, hey, we're going to have to throw the ball here to win some. No problem. Let's go do it. What do you need me to do, coach? Let's go. And so I just have a ton of respect for those two guys for how they've handled high-profile position, which is open to a lot of criticism, and they've just done their job. And I, I just think that's a, uh, maybe an underrated thing about our success this year. And how about Tucker's command in the game on Saturday? Uh, just kind of handling that moment and, and really doing everything he needed to do. Yeah, and I think that's where he's really grown the most. I think there's been some big games where, you know, he was you know, North Dakota, for whatever reason, he was really geeked up for that game. And I don't think it helped him. And I think he's learned from that. And he knows that, you know, hey, I need you to be the quarterback, not the middle linebacker. You know, I'll go headbutt people. You calm down. And uh, that, that works. And so um, he just played with a lot of poise on Saturday. What are the key factors of how you turn the corner this last month? You just don't look ahead, man. You control what you can control. I think that's probably the best thing that we do is when we, you know, don't back a bobcat into the corner. I guess that would be the best way to describe it. We'll focus, we'll do what we have to do, block the outside noise out, and uh, just remember that all we can control is what we do right now in terms of our preparation, our energy, our effort, and don't get consumed with, well, what if all these projections? Well, hey, what if this happens, then this happens? It doesn't matter. If you don't win this rep, none of that's going to take place anyway. So stay in the moment, live in the now, and let's just go get it done. And I think our guys, I think our staff has done an amazing job of getting that message through to young men because that is not easy for an 18 to 22-year-old young man to do. I mean, they're always thinking about what's next, right? And for them to be able to, to just kind of stay in their lane, do their job, and be committed to each other, I think has been a big part of that success. Oh, and Eli, you said that's you know, where it all starts. Just how pleased are you with you know, how they've done in recent weeks, especially last week? I think obviously they had a big game and on both sides, and, and we've had a good season. We've had some 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 games that we didn't play as well as we'd like to on those in those areas. But I, I think about who we are as a team, and I think we're one of the least penalized teams in the Big Sky Conference. That speaks to discipline, as well as top three in the turnover margin, which speaks to discipline. Okay, and so those are two things that good football teams do. They don't always put up flashy numbers, but good to, to football teams don't beat themselves. They don't get penalized in crucial situations, and they don't give the opponent the ball. And so we've been very good at that. And then other things that good football teams do and player playoff caliber football teams do is they're capable of running the football regardless of the weather conditions. They play good defense and they're sound in the kicking game. And I think that when you look at that, that that's kind of our model right now for why this team is, I think, performing well down the stretch. Because a lot of times what happens is you play really good early in the season and you feel good about it. Well, we had our October to forget, right? 
We did. And uh, we dropped two games, had the buy in between. It seemed like forever between the Sac State game and the North Dakota game. And then it seemed like forever again before we got an opportunity to go play uh, in November. And I think that in a weird way, as much as we regret maybe some of those mistakes, those, those helped us to refocus and focus on some things that we needed to do better to become more diverse in our run game, to put more pressure on defenses instead of just relying on running inside zone, uh, to, to modify some of the things that we were doing defensively and not be so predictable in certain down and distances. And I think that was those, as pain, painful as it was, I think it has helped us to play well in November. Selway Armory on Black Friday is the one store you have to visit to save huge on guns, ammo, and accessories. Check out Selway Armory's insert in the Thanksgiving edition of the Bozeman Chronicle before Black Friday to see all of the unbelievable inventory and savings they have in store for you. Put Selway Armory on your schedule and get there this Black Friday and Saturday for the sale of the year. Get to the store at the corner of Baxter and Jackrabbit in front of Big Sky Archery and Zero In. Selway Armory's Black Friday sale. Shop local, save money, shoot more. And then you'll probably get a chance to talk to some of the coaches about all league stuff. Um, but up front, you guys have been able to run the ball so well. Outside of stats, how do you quantify offensive line play to the rest of the league who may not watch it all the time? Yeah, and that's the hard thing about our league because I think when you play a team head to head, you can you're looking at that going, man, that that 63 is is pretty good, you know. Uh, whether it's in preparation for that game or after you watch the game. And then you have a measure, a measuring stick of, hey, this is how this young man compared to the other guys that we were watching to prepare against and, and, and play against. And that's one of the challenges in our league, and that's one of the things that we talked about today. Uh, we actually had that, that phone conversation this morning. Um, and everybody kind of goes around, and you get a feel for you know, how important certain guys are to certain coaches by you know, how passionate they are and how, how hard they pound the table. But I think it's, it comes down to watch the tape. You know, I really think that's what you got to do with the offensive line group is you got to watch them and how do they play against really good competition? How do they play week in and week out? And in order that, for that to happen, unfortunately, a lot of times you got to play that team. They got to be in your rotation. And so it's hard in this league. You know, I think everybody's got good players here in this conference. Obviously, it's a very competitive league. Um, and everybody feels passionately about their players, which they should. And so it makes those conversations interesting uh, and makes those decisions difficult because you want to make sure that kids get the recognition they deserve. When you turn on the film, what do you see with, with Mitch Brock? And what do you hope other coaches see from a guy like 63? I mean, he finishes. That's what he does. I mean, he's, he's a good technical blocker. But the thing that separates him is just his, I mean, his desire, as he likes to say, to move one man from, one point, from point A to point B against his will. And uh, he's, uh, he's been a dominant player. You know, he really has. I mean, I think when I see him play, that's what I think. I think this guy's a dominant offensive lineman. He's not just a guy that's doing his job and is, you know, is capable of getting his body between the man and the, that wants it in the ball. He's, he's dominating other, other people. And um, that's, a, that's an impressive thing for an offensive lineman. Thanksgiving, what's that look like for guys that don't necessarily go home? What's that look like at those? Yeah, so, you know, we had a lot, obviously a lot of Montana kids, and we just try to um, – with so many kids getting a chance to maybe get out of town, whether they're you know going to leave on Wednesday afternoon after practice and get back on Saturday morning, or they're going to you know drive home for Thanksgiving, so we'll kind of farm everybody out. You know, everybody will uh, you know spend some time with uh, with somebody's family, one of the coaches' families, one of our local uh, players' families, and uh, you know take a deep breath and relax, not think about anything besides what's on the TV, I guess, and take a nap. But uh, I think I think that's going to be a nice uh, a nice break for everybody. You mentioned the team health. You think having that buy is just you know pretty big in terms of getting healthy, I mean, especially this time of year. 
I think it's not just the – I kind of mentioned this a minute ago. I don't think it's just the physical part of this. I think there's a lot of emotional fatigue that goes into this. And I felt that last year we kind of rode the wave of the Cat Grizz win into a first-round playoff game at home. But once we got done with that, man, I, we got back on Monday after that Incarnate Word game, and our guys were gassed, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally drained. And uh, I think that having this chance to just kind of get away from it for a couple of days even is going to be beneficial for our guys. They'll come back hopefully more fresh and excited. Any update on Troy? You know, we'll kind of see. I mean, I, I think he really wanted to, he, he really wanted to play on Saturday. He really wanted to play. And I just it, it, he just wasn't ready. And, uh, you know, we're hopeful. He heals fast. And he's, uh, he's been able to work through a lot of this type of stuff in the past. So we're obviously uh, very hopeful. But, I, you know, to, to the point that Colt was making, it's, it's, it's advantageous for us to get some time here. Can you, speak, can you speak just one more, um, just to the overall success that the athletic department has had um, throughout this fall semester, not just with football, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it's a good time to be a Bobcat. I mean, I think that there's a lot of, uh, I think the growth of the university, the growth of the community, how dynamic this this Gallatin Valley is right now. It uh, It's just a, timing is everything in this, in sports. It really is. And you can be at the, you can be the right guy at the wrong place and it's not going to work at the wrong time. It's not going to work. You can even be the wrong guy, but if it's the right time, things are going to go. And uh, I think that we've got really good synergy. I think we've got a dynamic leader in our president. I think we've got a good relationship between the head football coach and the athletic director, which I think is totally underrated in athletic success. Because if those two guys are button heads all the time, everybody else sees it. It becomes one of those things where everybody, you know, I go walking down the hall one way and Leon's coming the other and you got the other coaches and they're ducking into doorways, you know, and it's not like that at all. I think that we have a common vision for what we want this place to be. And I certainly, I think Trish is a part of that. Danny's a part of that. And all of our other coaching staff and administration is pulling on the same rope. And I think that's one of the things that's leading to, uh, to some of the, the good vibes that we're feeling in Bozeman right now. So let's keep riding the wave. Coulter, the weather has turned. It is gnarly out there. It's gnarly on the roads. But in Montana, that doesn't keep us home. We go everywhere we got to go. You and I always travel for football. I'm going to be headed some other places for Christmas, all this kind of stuff. You know what gives me comfort? I know that I'm always about 11 feet from a town pump superstore. I mean, no matter where I am in the state of Montana, you got gasoline, you got all the refreshments you need, the kids got to have, you know, a, a, a packet of gum, some chips, some water to keep them going, to keep them satiated and satisfied in the backseat. And you know what other S word? Silent. Shut them up, those kids. You go to town pump and you got yourself some peace and calm in the van ride. I, sh- I should pay them $1 million for what they've done for me. I always set up that town pump right when you get over Homestake Pass. I'm right in the rocker there because yeah. I always run out of the spray fluid for the windshield. And the mm. semis are spraying on you. When it gets cold and icy and snowy like this, you got to have the right fluids in your car. And town pump's got that covered as well. And sometimes you need a beer for after the drive. So get yourself a six-pack, drink it when you get home, behave yourself. But it is. It's a great place no matter what you need. Fuel, food, caffeine, water, anything. And who knows, maybe you throw a dollar in the machine, you walk away a winner, too. I mean, you got all these different ways to recreate, stretch your legs on the highways. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a town pump near you. Town pump, Montana's best since 1953.